Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Dead Men Talk. The Green Hornet strikes again. city hummed with a grand jury investigation. Holy crow, Judge Callow is sure going to make the welkin ring with what he's stirring up. What's the welkin, expert? Huh? Why, uh, twat rings when things get hot like a firecracker. Hey, Casey, here's a new flash on the grand jury. Judge Callow's getting the big game now. Pass it on to Mr. Reed. The big game, is it, Lowry? Lowry, do you think you'll find that organized fifth columnists are back of the labor unrest? He sure will. And then, sister, in comes the FBI. <laughs> If Judge Kello digs much deeper, we're sunk. That guy's got a wedge in now, and it'll soon hit us. He likes big, big. Maybe Judge Kello is smart, but if I wasn't smarter, I wouldn't be here today. He won't get to us. Oh, no. Well, Kello is one guy that can't be reached with cash. Who said anything about trying to reach him with cash? You have plans? I always have plans. Do you think we have intelligence agents gathering data on various people for nothing? Well, I'd be relieved if I knew you had a feasible scheme. My dear Begbie. The only reason I haven't slapped Judge Callow down before this is because he's been beneath our notice. Now it is worth taking action. Well, then let's take action. All we have to do is bring Callow around to our side. Are you mad? Judge Callow fought in the World War. He was decorated for valor. His father was in the Spanish War. His grandfather in the Civil War. His son was in military school and soon be in this war. Do you think Judge Callow would help the Reich? I think, my friend, he will. At least he will desist in his probe. But we've checked him from all angles. There's no weak spot in his armor. You forget. He has a son. Oh, what of that? His son is as patriotic as a father. He's a high-spirited, quick-tempered boy with no patience when he fancies an insult or injury to himself or his country. You call that a weakness? Murdoch, I... A moment, Bagby. That is Maisie I sent for. Hi, Murdoch. Good to meet you. Hello, Bagby. By the long drawn expression. Oh, He's worried about Judge Kello. I'm not. I've gotten well acquainted with his people. Well, what of it? The boy is still on fellow with me, maybe. Sure. I have a date with him tonight. Good. Is tonight the night? Yes, maybe. Tonight you will go to Moonbeam Gardens with young Kello. So that's where the pop off comes, huh? Yes. 
You go to the city surrounded by expensive grounds, and practically anything can be done there. Okay, Murdoch. What time? Half past ten. Better him to go for a little walk. Lead him to the small bridge across the stream. I'll attend to all other arrangements. You uh, know what you ought to do? Leave it to me, Murdoch. Half past ten. Tonight. your expectations? Well, no, Reed, it don't. I always thought the Moonbeam Gardens was sort of a romantic place that'd inspire a guy like me to whip off a hunk of poetry. Poetry? Uh-huh. Only it don't. <laughs> Just like all the other roadhouses with a lot of upstarts jittering around and a lot of soldiers looking for someone to jitter around with. Uh, Axford, you see that fellow dancing in the corner? Uh, the soldier? Yes. I know the Spalpeen. He Judge Callow's kid. I knew him when he was knee-high to a grasshopper. I thought you might. My golly, now there's a lad that needed the army more than the army needed him. Who's the girl with him? I don't know, but I you have You don't my... like her either, do you? I <laughs> look good, African. She's got that brown stuff on her legs, black stuff on her eyebrows, purple stuff on her eyes, red stuff on her lips and cheeks. And her hair is bleached. And that isn't all. <laughs> I bet those teeth are phony. Read... What the Sam Hill does a fella see in a dame like that? Dan Callow seems happy enough. He's chatting and laughing. He always was a queer duck. Nothing really bad about him, but I know his old gent was worried about him. He was talking to the judge when Danny was drafted. He said he thought the army would do a lot of good for Danny. I think it will. After all, Dan's young. He must have inherited some good qualities from his father. There isn't a finer man than the judge. That's the truth, Reed. And at the rate the judge is going, he's going to bust a few things wide open around this man's town. You wait and see if he don't. Now, where's he going? Oh, the kid, Dan Callow. Oh, I suppose he's going to investigate the moonbeam part of the place. Huh. Isn't it glorious out here in the gardens, Danny? Yeah, it sure is. Let me take your arm, honey. Oh, gosh. Sure thing, Maisie. My, but you've gotten strong since you went into training. Ever so much stronger than you were. They sure put us through a toughening up routine. <laughs> I'm getting to like it. Before, when we went out, I used to be a little bit afraid. Did you know that? Afraid? No, Maisie, why? Well, maybe I shouldn't tell you, Danny. Uh, let's stroll over to the bridge, huh? Uh-huh. Yet, I suppose... Well, maybe it's your right to know all about me. Don't tell if you don't want to. After all, you're my one and only now. So you do have a right to know. Look, Macy, I can't get serious about things yet. I still have It's to... Buck Farrell. I, I've been afraid of him. Never heard of him. Oh, he's a beast, Danny. I didn't know it when I met him. I thought he was sort of nice. I didn't know how jealous he was. Then when he heard that I was going out with you, he... <laughs> Macy, what's the matter? Oh, Dan, you're thinking about oh, it. Tell me, honey, don't cry. He beat me. What? Beat you? Mm-hmm. Something awful, too. And he said that if he ever caught me going out with you or anyone else again, he'd beat me hot. Are you engaged to him? Oh, no, of course not. I'm engaged to you. Oh, but Maisie, well, when... Oh, you know what I mean. I... I can't love anyone else now. You mean too much to me. But Daryl won't listen. Forget him. Oh, disagree. You wouldn't let him hurt me, would you, Dan? Of course not. 
Crossing little game, you. Danny! See here, you can't. Don't do... tell me what I can do. Just because you wear a soldier suit, you needn't think you can steal my dame. I'll show you, Maisie. Oh. That does it. Oh. oh, Danny, Danny. What's the matter, pal? It's Graham. Hey, what's the scrap? Maisie, what in heaven's name? Oh, is... Danny. Danny, these are friends of yours. Then we are, mister. If you're his friend, shut then... up a minute. How is he? Don't tell me that he's. Told you this is murder. I didn't hit him hard we enough. We saw to... it. You tried to steal this girl. Maisie, you're in this up to your neck. Oh, Danny. Danny, this will ruin your father. My father? I'd better call the police. No, I... no, no, you can't. Oh, look, fellas. You know Danny Tello. He's the judge's son. Farrell was no good. You know that. He started so what? it. He's got to be taken care of. We can't leave him here. Well, you can take care of the body. You've got angles. You know what to do. You can keep it quiet. For Dan's sake, for the judge's sake. I don't know about that, Maisie. Right now, it's your duty. Judge Tallow is making a big investigation. If anything should happen, publicity. The trouble is... Uh... And he has money, haven't you, Dan? Yes, but... He'll give you a check for almost any amount. Money can fix anything. So no one will ever know. We'd be taking a chance. We'd have to have him sign a paper. He'll sign anything, won't you, Danny? Anything. Just to hush this thing up. following day, Britt Reed was in his office in the Daily Sentinel building when Ed Lowry, the ace reporter, came in response to a summons. Close the door, Lowry. Right. Well, what's up? I didn't see any follow-up on the grand jury. Well, Judge Callows? Yes. I thought we'd have some more news of indictments this morning. Mm, so did I. But we didn't. Why? I don't know. I tried to see the judge. He wasn't seeing anyone today. Lowry, something is wrong. How come? Yesterday, the judge held promise of big exposures for the day. He hinted that he was about to ask for indictments that would make headlines. I know it. He didn't ask for them. He did telephone me. Yeah? Oh, great guns. What did he say? Why'd he call you? He wants me to meet him at the Civic Club for luncheon. Oh. What do you make of that? I don't know. Uh, what have you on him? Nothing. You and Jenks have been watching every movie made, haven't you? Yeah. What happened between yesterday afternoon and this morning? Not a thing. He went home last night and stayed there. No phone calls? No threats? Well, of course, I wouldn't know about phone calls, but no one went near the house. I can swear to that. Uh, his boy's home, you know, Danny. Yes. Well, Danny went out for the evening, got home around 2 a.m., and that's all that happened. Okay, Laurie. Boss, as sure as thunder, there's something haywire. If there wasn't, why didn't the judge go through with his plans? I don't know. But I hope to find out. Hey, will you let me know why he wants to see you at the club? If the story needs handling, you can have it, Laurie. I'll see you this afternoon. Right, boss. Yes, sir? Miss Case, have Kato bring the car around. I'm going to the Civic Club. And Britt, I knew your father... And I think you'll give me the same treatment he would have. You're being very mysterious, Judge Callow. Well, perhaps I am. 
I think this envelope will explain. I, well, perhaps you'd better not read it until you're in your office. Well, I'd like to read it now, if I may. Well, it doesn't matter. I can give you no explanation, though. I warn you now that I have absolutely nothing more to say. Oh, oh, we'll order later, waiter. Yes, sir. I assume this is the Daily Sentinel. That said, tell us. Uh, no questions, please. Have you mailed the original of this? I'm going to mail it this afternoon. You've considered the matter carefully before sending in your resignation as a grand jury? I have. I've thought about it from every side. You know, of course, that there's no one to replace you. Oh, there must be. Look here, Judge Callow. How long have you considered your resignation? Oh, long enough. Just since last night. Why don't you wait a few days? Think it over longer. Oh, my mind is made up. I can't believe it. I thought nothing could be done to turn you from your purpose. Without you, the fifth columnist will go on their merry way. You were just about ready to turn over what you'd learned to the FBI. Now, let's not go into it, Britt. I, uh, I wanted you to have the story because I knew you'd be as kind as, well, as considerate as possible. The other papers will be scathing when they learn of this. Yes, uh, they will be. There will, of course, be all manner of interpretations, but I must take what comes. You know... Yes. Judge Callow, I uh, I had a mysterious note this morning. You did? There was a hint that you had resigned. But how could there have been? Who would know about it? Can't you think of anyone who might know about it? No, I, I can't. How about the people who brought the resignation about? Why, they wouldn't. I, I made my own decision. I see. Now, you've got to believe that, Britt. Uh... Who sent you the note? It was signed by the Green Hornet. No. No. It can't be. The Green Hornet isn't involved in... in the fifth column. Or is he? Judge Callow. Read. You're... you're worse than your father. Why, you've already tricked me into several near admissions. I have no more to say. Not another word. Only for the sake of those who have respected me, uh, be as kind as you can be. Don't worry, Judge Kellogg. The Green Hornet. To think that he's... he's back of it. It's hard to believe, and yet he must be if he gave you a hint. The Green Hornet. Britt Reed was with Cato in the modern apartment a few hours after Judge Callow had handed him a copy of the resignation that was to be mailed. Cato, I've been trying to put together the items of importance. Have you reached conclusions, Mr. Britt? Well, I took a chance. I tossed the name of the Hornet at Callow. Oh, what did you learn? He is resigning because of pressure. Not much I know. And the pressure was brought to bear between last night and this morning. Yes, sir. Callow wouldn't resign for his own sake, so it must be for someone else. His only relative is his son, Dan. Yes, sir. Now, what did Dan do between last night and today? He seemed happy and cheerful when Axford and I saw him at the roadhouse. And then he went outside with that girl. After that, I didn't see him. He didn't come back into the place. Mr. Britt, are you going out tonight? Yes. I dropped a word to Callow. I let him think that the Green Hornet was involved in whatever pressure was brought on him. I see Black Beauty's ready to move. I've sent Axford out for the evening. Let me check here. Laura is going to wait till morning for word from me. 
Now, the mask, the weapon. Yes. Here they are. Callow either had a phone call or his son told him what he had to do. In either event, I think we'll get information from Danny. You go and see him? Yes. Will father be at home with son? And we'll get near Callow's home, then make a phone call. Come on, Cato. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. the judge, Cato. He'll have left his home by the time we get there. And Jinx, who's watching him with Lowry, will follow him. It's good. Will son be there? I don't know. We'll soon find out. Is that you, Dad? Dad? Hello, is anyone here? Must have been imagining it. Dan? What? Take it easy. You, that mask, you're the Green Hornet. Cool off. I'm not going to get rough unless you start something. What do you want? Did your father speak of me? Yes, but what? why are you here? I, I did what I was told. Oh, did you? But I didn't know what it would lead to. I did... Well, don't stop. Keep talking. Get it off your chest. I... I didn't know you were back of the whole scheme. Who did you think was back of it? I, I didn't realize there was a scheme. Oh, I see through it all now. You wanted a check for me, not to cash, but to show my dad, so he could see that your gang told the truth. The truth about what? That I was in a spot, that I had paid to keep the whole thing quiet. Now you're blackmailing my dad. You've made him resign, because it was getting too close to you. Haven't you ever been framed before? Look here, I've heard about you. I've heard plenty about you. I didn't come here to listen to stories about myself. Where's the girl? How do I know? I see the whole thing now as clear as crystal. She was part of it. She set the whole thing up. Yeah, and she's likely to tear it down. Where is she? I haven't seen her, and I hope I never do. Listen, Callow. I understood she was trying to get in touch with you. She wants to squeal and spoil everything. I don't believe you. She's like this with your rats. Anyway, there's nothing she could tell me. All right. If she isn't here now, I'll wait outside. That girl's got funny ideas about patriotism. What's funny about them? Take you... it easy, kid. Well, this gas won't hurt you. Just knock you out so you can't warn her not to come here. Why, you... There. That'll hold you. The gas didn't knock me out. I'm still here. One thing the training's done. Held my breath. Get to the upstairs phone. Can't see me there. I'll call Maisie. Tell her. See if she's willing to squeal. I don't know how she can squeal. No. That guy's dead. Tell her I'll meet her. It's a long shot. Maybe she can suggest a way.
you caught the phone numbers he dialed it, didn't you, Cato? Yes, sir. The clicks were clear on this radio. All right. Get out the cross directory and see where the phone is located. I'm bet he wonders why the gas didn't knock him out. Yes, sir. I'll cut in the induction gadget and see what the conversation is. Yes. Did you learn anything of importance? I had to shoot in the dark, but he was framed. We were right about that, Kido. He was framed, and that girl had a hand. He's got Macy. it. This is Dan. Well? Look, Macy. The Green Hornet was here just now. Who? The Green Hornet. What's he, he doing at your house? Macy, Good. he knows. About you, I mean. We'll get there before she gets away. <laughs> This is Macy. Dan Callow just phoned. Yeah, that's right. He said the Green Hornet had just been to see him. And listen, there's something screwy somewhere. He said that the Hornet was looking for me. That I was supposed to be ready to squeal. Well, I did try to pump him. But all he said was I shouldn't try to talk on the phone. He wants me to meet him. Sure, I made a date to meet him right away. Yeah, that's it. Kato, we're playing in luck. So far, the thing has worked out. It has? I got into the girl's apartment by the fire escape. Just as I stepped in, I heard her calling a man named Murdoch. Murdoch? Yes, Kato. And Murdoch is one of the men that certain people hoped would be tagged by Judge Callow. Oh. Maisie told Murdoch she was going to meet Dan on a street corner. Murdoch is going to be there to question Dan about me. And what will we do, Mr. Britt? Plenty. The street corners are getting a lively play tonight. We've got the judge waiting on one. We'll pick up Dan and Murdoch and another. I don't see any sand again, Kelly, do you? Not yet. Might be too soon. Murdoch and Bagby watched one of the city's dimly lighted corners not far from their apartment. Meanwhile, a sleek black car hugged the pavement, past the corner of Tenth and Cedar. A small box was tossed at the feet of Judge Callow, who watched the receding car for a moment. A green hornet. He picked up the box, looked at the seal on the cover. The green hornet giving me orders. Then he looked inside. He read the note by the light of a street lamp. Great Scott. He read it again, hardly able to believe what he saw there. And then, galvanized into action, he ran to the curb. Taxi! Taxi! Police headquarters, then hurry. Meanwhile, Begby, there's a kid now. See him? Right. Looking at his watch and wondering where Maisie is. Shall we go to him? Yes. This green haunted interference has me bothered. I want to question him. All right. Let's go. Let's go fast. What the... Last. The green haunted. Shut up and keep your hands where they are. Your transportation is waiting at the curb. Use it. No, wait. You're just a guy that's in business for himself. What do you want of us? Get in there and be quick about it or I'll use this gun and throw you in unconscious. What is this? An abduction? No. We're simply going to call on Maisie. Right 
up that fire escape. The window to her apartment is unlocked. Can't we put our shoes on? No, you might be noisy. Hurry it up now. I'm in a hurry. Well, the thing is, this yeah, is... If you'd only tell us what you're after. Yeah, find out soon enough. Yeah. Keep climbing. Are we going right in the window? That's right. Why this way of entry? The mask I wear might be hard to explain to people we'd see in the lobby. Go on, Murdoch. Through the window. Murdoch, what are you doing here? Lizzie, I... That's enough. The Green Hornet. Now you two can rest. The Green Hornet? You here? I guess. No, no, I... You too, Bagby. Take a deep breath. Listen, don't shoot me. Wait. Oh, Lizzie. You and I can talk while those two pals of yours take a nap. And, sister, you'd better talk fast. What do you want? They think you framed them. Sent me to where they'd be so I could nail them. That ain't so. They I... think it's the case, and that's all that matters. If you're here when they come out of the gas, they'll play rough. You wouldn't And, let... Maisie, as sure as thunder, you will be here, knocked out just as they are. Unless you squeal. I told Dan Callow you were going to squeal, and I'm not going to be made a liar. But where'd you fit into it? What's your game? You wouldn't understand. Tell me what the frame was. I can't. Those two would rub me out fast. So would Farrell. Now we're getting to it. Who's Farrell? You don't know so much, then. I will know. Unless you want to get what Murdoch and Bagby will dish out. Now talk. Come on, lads. Me and the judge are right with you. Save it, Axford. We can handle this. Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't enter the apartment like this. Suffering but... snakes. Look at the three of them on the floor, and all trussed up as neat as you please. And gagged. Murder. Bagged. And the girl. Stand back, Axford. We'll take charge of this. This is a police affair. Sure, and it's my affair, too. I'm a reporter. Oh, Axford, here. And here's the note. Look at this. Signed by the Green Hornet. Let me see that. Don't grab it. Holy crow. We got other places to go. Expert, what's that note? If that's evidence... It isn't evidence. It's a page one story for me paper. Come on, Judge. We got to go, and we got to go. That's you, Murdoch? Open up, Sam. We were told to say that Murdoch said it. Okay. That's it, laddie. Take a look, Danny. Farrell. Uh, who are you? I'm the soldier that was supposed to have killed you. What? And I'm Judge Callow, who is supposed to have been framed. And I'm Mike Axford of the Daily Sentinel, who's here to see if you can take it, you rat. Oh. Oh, golly, it was the wildest night I ever saw. It was, huh? We got to Maisie's place where the judge was told to go. Yes. And there's Murdoch and Bagby and the dame all tied up. And there's a note telling the judge to get his son and call on a certain address and ask for Farrell and say he was supposed to say that Murdoch sent him. So we went. But uh, who's Farrell? Great daddy. The whole thing is explained in that note. It seems that the harness made Maisie tell about the frame-up and Dan was made to think he'd killed this guy Farrell and his old gent was made to resign from the grand jury so Danny wouldn't face a murder act. Then the judge won't resign? That he won't. And now, with the evidence he's got, he's calling in the FBI. I'm sorry about Dan, though. Sorry he'd let his personal security stand before the great things his father was doing. Yeah, isn't it too bad? Uh, what's that letter you got? That's in Judge Callow's envelope. I suppose it's the resignation he sent to all papers. But he isn't going to resign. No, he's already phoned the papers to advise him of that. Uh, is that what it is? Axford. Is it? No. Well, what is it, then? Axford, this is from Dan Callow. He states that his father is about to resign to save him from disgrace. 
He says that he's guilty of murder and is ready to take his medicine. Sufferance next. This was written yesterday before the events of last night. Then the lad is all right. Actually, the army made a man of that boy. By golly, read the army makes men. just heard the adventure, Dead Men Talk. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They are copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This program has come to you from the studios of WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.